Jesse, I see your your uh how is it that you're in this strangely like monochromatic setting and this hanging fifty shades of gray device behind you is is glaring in red behind you somehow. <laughs> that uh those are pull up uh elastic bands for practicing pull ups. Nice. Is my story nice. that I'm gonna stick with. <laughs> So what's Whoa, up? What oh, you have the Whoa. you have a dynamic camera. Is it doing the thing? Yeah, it's because I moved the, the couch. Definitely doing way, the thing. We moved the couch way back. If you can't tell right now. Yeah, and I can see your uh, your your pet uh, pants are down there at your feet. Just, no, no, uh, just I have wagging the tail. I, <laughs> I have uh, this is an extra set of pants. I have extra sets of pants that I've I've disrobed at, at in the days past because my family's not here just lying around randomly and this set i'm i'm wearing pants but this set with the book you appear to be wearing them, a blanket i am because it's cold in my house i'm using this set to cover up a, well it's covering up the floor vent ah Ugh. i see so there we go because it blows right here and it makes well, hello, me mr kitty cat you've also got a friend there with you right here it's a little bitty kitty cat i spoke at length about this cat with Kyle in a conversation, and in a one-sided conversation. <laughs> yes, in a one-sided conversation that will never be heard, ever. Yeah, so again, uh, we've had a few more technical difficulties. Kyle and Alex tried to record without me, and uh, it was lost in the ether. I was lost in the ether. You were lost in the ether. Kyle managed to uh, record about three hours of just himself talking into the computer, <laughs> which I would still like to hear that audio if he has it around. That'd be great. Yeah, it would be... He'd sound insane at times, I'm sure. It'd be pretty nice. But it, and it was really good. I mean, I feel like... Gosh, I feel like it would have been a really good, just quirky episode for us to have. But... You know, whatever. Well, here's here's my here's my little kitty friend. That's a big cat. Yeah, that cat that cat has a huge stomach. This I'm kid is gonna. Eight, this cat is eighteen pounds. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, and that cat is is has has got some. I'm gonna be honest. I'm worried about your cat. <laughs> this kitty needs to get some like needs to. I don't know. He needs to be snipped or something to calm his like primal urges no really i'm not i'm not saying that he's humping everything oh well because that's not what he's doing but he wants to be a, a wild animal many times when it's inappropriate and he wants to attack and whatever well that's just that's just being a baby yeah you know he just wants to play yes it makes it better though <clears throat> i whenever i'm the only person in the entire house because when i get home he freaks out for affection and he will just walk around my head in circles, <laughs> rubbing his wet nose across my face every time he passes. And it's uh, it's really sweet for like 
the first for a bit. Uh, for like the first fifteen laps. It's <laughs> it, it, it's doable, and then I'm then I'm over it after that. Of the Grand Prix of Cat Snot, the first fifteen it laps is. are the best. It is. Um. <clears throat> so what's up? What have you been doing? I have been resting lately after uh, getting back from my vacation in Los Angeles, where I was able to spend some time face-to-face with Mark Park. With the Mark Park? With the Mark Park. We didn't record an episode because I've written, uh, uh, I didn't bring any of my technologies with me. Well, that's cool. I mean, it looked... Dude, some of, those pictures, some of those pictures you were posting looked really awesome. I got a lot more photos. Eventually, Elizabeth told me to stop putting things on Facebook, so I had to stop <laughs> post- posting photos. <laughs> It, like I don't know where you were in some of those. I'm guessing it was some sort of fancy restaurant when you were. It, I don't know. It was like it looked like a very feng shui table that was. <laughs> it was like a short table, and you were you were floating three doing, feet above it in the lotus position. Yeah, you were both in the lotus position in wearing you know uh, I don't know tunics and. No, there were some cool shots of of you guys eating in some sort of a restaurant setting that looked very neat. Well, I I do tend to take fat guy vacations, which is every morning we like wake up and plan where we want to eat and then schedule the day around that. Yes, I see that. I have a a short vacation coming up uh, from the first, well, it's it's like the first week of August. That's the easy way to say it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Gatlinburg. Core, I was about to say, are you going to Gatlinburg? Yes, it's the most magical place in Tennessee. And uh I think Mark's in Gatlinburg right now. So I plan on um I wish there was like I wish there were things that were like caricatures of the caricature of Gatlinburg in Gatlinburg, <laughs> like like a like an animatronic banjo playing bear museum or something. Like where we could see the the evolution of the animatronic bear, like a banjo playing bear, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. And but instead, it'll be more like uh, going to places that Dolly Parton has established yet never visited. <laughs> <laughs> things that were established in Dolly Parton's name. Yes, exactly. So, um, things that were established in Dolly Parton's name. And kind of like Queen uh, Queen Isabella of Spain in America. She never came here, but it was claimed <laughs> in her name. Yeah, and so um, I'm sure that I will be, uh, you know, thoroughly engrossed in the uh, in the Gatlinburg culture throughout the week. It, it has been at least two years since I've been there, and uh, so that's crazy. The first that's a, that's the first, a good like, va- that's a good break, a good vacation from Gatlinburg. Yeah. I, I'd never been there before I got married, and then um, within like the first three years, I think I'd been like ten times. I'm not even joking. And um, it was just one of those things where I was like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" Like, so I don't, I don't dislike Gatlinburg, and so and and I'm more excited about it probably now than I ever have been because it's been a while. But and this is gonna be Karis's first like time she can remember Gatlinburg, right? Yes, and. But I, I, I always tell Tiffany, like, you know, when we are, when I'm done with school and we're established, we will go to real mountains and like, <laughs> you know, we'll see like. We'll go to real mountains, like real mountain the, people and starve yeah, in the wastes and eat we'll each s- other. 
<laughs> and we'll see like really like new fancy robot bears like that <laughs> it'll be really nice um but yeah uh one day honey not- I'm going to take you to the real mountains where they got them real bears playing banjos. <laughs> Ain't no robots up there. I'm going to take you to the real forest where only we can prevent forest fires. And bears are playing banjos. Real bears, mind you. The mountain lions play the washboard. Where the real animals play the banjos and the ro- robots are to be feared and distrusted. And a team of raccoons stand atop each other's shoulders in a play trench the coat. Tub, and they play the washtub bass as a, in as a, a trench single coat unit. To get into movie theaters, because <laughs> they're not old enough. Nope, nope. So, um, you went to California. Yeah, I went to California. We uh, split up the vacation. We had three days on the beach in Santa Monica. Got a nice hotel on the beach. Uh because I was like, oh, this is the first real vacation I've had in like five years. So I'm going to go ahead and do everything well. So I got the nice hotel on the beach by the pier. And then uh, after that, we spent, uh, we figured we didn't want to be driving all over town a whole lot. So we spent three days on the beach and then got two nights in a hotel in the middle of Hollywood. So oh, that it cool. was like we were kind of local on the beach side of L.A. And then we were kind of local in central northern L.A. So we didn't have to. And those two places are pretty far apart. So, so we, got to, um, we got to see the whole beach scene. And then we got to see all the studio tours and the Walk of Fame and Madame Tussauds and all that kind of stuff. That's what I was going to say. The green screen stuff. That was uh, that <laughs> was pretty neat. The green, you have not seen the half of it, my friend. <laughs> One day I'm going to put those videos up. When I can find a way to make money (laughs) off of those videos, I'm going to put those videos up. I didn't know ginger applied to blonde people also. I was called a ginger recently. I was like, why are you calling me a ginger? And they're like, because you're blonde. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But then I looked it up, and yeah, it's a thing. There's no. Yeah, no, it is. In recent, it it has come to mean redheads, but like a hundred years ago, it was redheads and blondes. Well, I will. I I think that Invisibeard. I'm making a big shrug emoji right now. (laughs) Invisibeard was was way better. You know, for what, 10 years, nobody knew you had facial hair. Yeah, for 10 years, no one knew I had a mustache. And thanks for bringing this up on the podcast so we can uh, broadcast this out to the world, my vanity. (laughs) I did use a little. I did use a a little just for men in my my mustache, just the mustache. Polish, yes. To make people aware that there was, in fact, hair there, that uh, even though it was previously transparent, I do have a mustache. Yes. Uh, right now, it, did you do you have uh, your your camera set to like uh, Instagram filter so that it makes your facial hair appear more prominent? No, I don't. That's the, that's the dye. <laughs> so what I, I I'm refreshing my drink right now as we talk and I'm hoping that I'm refreshing your drink and I'm refreshing my memory. So uh, the green screen stuff I did is Warner Brothers has added this uh, neat little section on the end of their tour that is a guide through the movie making process and they go through script writing which everyone just walks straight through like no one even stops to read the stuff they have in the screenwriter's room. (laughs) 
<laughs> to to almost a funny point because I'm kind of interested in that. I want to look around and listen to the people talk about writing a movie, but everyone else is, just does not give a crap. And so they sprint. <laughs> They're like afraid they might be forced to read something. So they sprint as fast as they can through the screenwriter's room. And then there's like an area with a just the set from Friends where in the coffee shop. <laughs> like that's just there. Yes. And they're like, hey, line up and take a photo on the friend's couch. And we did that. But also I was like, I don't really know what I'm learning here. But all right, cool. Then they have this little Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings section where they go through special effects that were used in those movies. And uh, they have like the original broom that Harry Potter rode with a green screen behind it. And a little video telling you about uh, how they do forced perspective in The Lord of the Rings and how they do the Quidditch stuff. But at the very end, there are three green screen video sections where they sit you. There's a spacesuit, uh, uh, the Batman motorcycle. And I don't, yes. I'm not sure what the current term for the Batman motorcycle is. I don't know if it's the Bat Cycle or the Cycle Tumbler, but it's there. And they yes. have a broom from Harry Potter. And so the, it's in it's front literally of a full, from Harry Potter. It, and apparently we were there the first day this exhibit was open. So we were some of the oh. first people to get, which is cool because in like a week, these things are going to be disgusting because they've been sat on by 20 million people. And man, it's one of the funniest things. It's so dumb. It's the most <laughs> dumb thing I've ever been a part of in my whole life. But it's super. But is cool. it is it like in the mall whenever there would be that 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 carpet and the uh, you know people would get on the carpet and and people you look like you're flying over the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and it's exactly like that. Himalayas. Except actually pretty well done because it's brand new. So the green screen is like pristine and perfect. And the yes. uh, since it's an actual movie movie studio, the it's effect the effect is sheet. yeah the effect the is well handled. So it's uh, the effect is really good, but that does not improve the people who are on. So the whole time I'm watching this, it, the best people are the people who get up there and they get the joke. They've got big smiles on their face. They're like, ah, "I'm doing the dumbest thing in the world. This is so stupid, and I'm having fun." <laughs> Those people know what's up. The people who are taking it seriously and, like, the dads trying to do serious Batman face on the Bat-Cycle and stuff are, A, ruining it for themselves, and B, look like the biggest jackasses. Because <laughs> they've got, like, like you're, you're not Christian Bale. You're like, not Val Kilmer, right? A, a studio <laughs> executive, right? they act like a studio executive is going to come around the corner and drop his clipboard and his monocle is going to pop out and he goes, oh, I found the next Batman. Like, no, just like get on the dumb thing and have fun. Look <laughs> stupid. That's what this is for. The point of this is for <gasps> you to look stupid. You're the next Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> has anyone ever told you you bear striking resemblance Has anyone ever to told Val you Kilmer? you look like the fat Val Kilmer? My, you look like an old Batman who's let himself go. And I don't mean Christian Bale. I mean the Batman that nobody remembers. And I'm not talking about George Clooney. I'm talking about No, every room, everyone remembers uh, George Clooney because of the Batman nipples. They don't really remember George Clooney. They were like, <clears throat> what's that weird movie where Batman had nipples? Oh, yeah, that's the George <laughs> Clooney one. The nipples in yes. the bat suit. <laughs> I remember our friend... Uh, Kenan was quite fond of the nipples in the Batman suit. I got to see all the Batman suits. That was pretty cool. Got to see some stuff from Harry Potter, which I I still haven't seen any Harry Potter movie except for the one with the dragons. So I saw, I think it was the second one, and 
there's a scene when like everybody's wearing like headphone or no excuse me earmuffs and they uh pull these potted plants out of these pots and it's like the roots are gnarled but they look like these small fetus type creatures and they're screaming and if you hear it it rocks your world or something and it was just way too much for me at the way time. Way too creepy. <clears throat> it was really, really creepy. It was. It was. And that's the only thing I remember about any Harry Potter movie I've seen. I couldn't, and apparently, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell for, at first when you started that if you were like, when you said they were all wearing earmuffs, for some reason my mind did not think literal earmuffs. I thought like when, when adults swear and they're like, kids, earmuffs. And all the kids put their hands over their ears. And then the um, like the instructors at Hogwarts just start swearing violently in front of Harry as Harry Potter and all the kids are there looking around. Um but uh what happened to my fucking spell. God damn it. This shit is supposed to work. Muggle fucker. Jeez. Muggle. Um what am I? oh apparently I it is people think that I am supposed to really know Harry Potter. Have you because ever you have kids? That? Because you have kids. Well, and because they say they think like, or they just think oh, everyone Alex, does. Alex, you're you're a dork and a loser. You should really like Harry Potter, right? And I'm like, I actually don't know crap about Harry Potter. Like literally, I I I do I good know, that like, where people assume I know about Harry Potter, but I take it less. It's so widely culturally known now that. I don't. Th- I don't take it as a, oh, you're a dork. You should know this, as some people do with, say, X Men movies or something like that, or Marvel mm. movies. But it's a, a. It's. I take it as, oh, you're a member of the United States movie going population. You probably know a lot about yeah. Harry Potter. It's like true. Well, no, but whenever I I'm like, I I, w- whenever I say no, I think that that's their initial sense. Whenever they present the idea, like, oh, well, you know, I had read all the books and whatever <laughs> by the time I went there. And <clears throat> they're like, right, Alex? And I'm like, I I have read, like, one fiction book. Like, I, I don't read a lot of fiction books. And um, like, that, then it blows their mind. And then they bring up the fact, but wait, aren't you supposed to be a loser? Like, yes, but... <laughs> See, I feel the opposite way. I feel like when people when I tell people I don't know a Har- about Harry Potter, that's when I get looped into the, the loser category. It's like, oh, you're a huge nerd, and you don't know the popular stuff, so you must really have a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, I thought you were that kind of loser, like the, like the popular nerd like that everybody likes now, but you're not even that. You are... <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Japanese uh, ad for Doritos Locos Tacos, and they have like blue and purple and pink and all sorts of really cool well, they have colors really weird, for their tacos. They have really weird chips over there too. Like that's just you can get like grape flavored Doritos and stuff, and sugared salmon or something like. That. <laughs> People don't know what they're doing. Do you see that picture of the soda that Kyle sent us? No, I don't think I did. Was that on the the Facebooks or the 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 texties? The texties. Yeah, this one really got me. Oh, in that the coconut, the coconut, the yeah, holy no, cow! No, 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 no! I almost, threw, I almost threw up in my mouth. It was. Hold on, let me pull it up so I can really look at the bum, label. Bum, bum. Milky, <clears throat> milkies, 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 or milkus. It's just, however, what a milkus! Okay. Down at the that bottom, that was that guy on Boy Meets World, right? 
new feeling of soda beverage. Not a new feeling soda beverage. It's new feeling of soda beverage. It is carbonated drink, milk, and yogurt flavor. Here's the thing. It's not milk or yogurt, to my knowledge. It's milk and yogurt flavored carbonated drink. Probably the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. Hmm. First of all, I don't really like drinking cow's milk. And secondly, I really hate yogurt. (laughs) And so for those to be... Yeah, to be together in one carbonated beverage is disgusting. I'm about to Google this right now. My goodness. Milkus drink. Okay. Oh, oh, they got big two liters. The <clears throat> the thing that I get all the time that I don't, I'm not like uh, apologetic about is uh, Big Bang Theory. Doesn't be like, oh yeah, Big Bang Theory. Oh yes, they... Big Bang Theory is cool, right, Alex? And I'm like, actually, I don't think it's cool at all. I'm, <laughs> I, I am not gonna voice the strong opinions I have about the Big Bang Theory because Mark, <laughs> Mark actually really likes the Big Bang Theory, and so does my wife, and that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna, th- you know, I don't have an opinion about you for liking stuff. I mean, geez, with some of the things I like, good lord, I can't judge anyone. True. <clears throat> but no, I, I really don't like the Big Bang Theory. And the thing is, on the <laughs> Warner Brothers tour I took, that was their big thing. Is like, we're going to take you to the set of the Big Bang Theory. So I have, like, on the middle of this tour, we spend 45 minutes sitting <clears throat> in the set of the Big Bang Theory, which is cool from, like, a how the sausage is made kind of perspective, but also... <laughs> I'm like, they're like, how the sausage is made, <laughs> how the big bang, the, I'm going to use that in like a lot of different, how contexts. the big banger is made, <laughs> if yes. you'll follow me. But, uh, so it's really cool, you know, like, oh yeah, especially my wife who doesn't know how television shows are shot, you know, the multi-camera sitcoms and stuff like that, or single camera sitcoms and explaining all that stuff was really cool. But walking around the set where it's just like, and look how intricately detailed they have set up this entire set. And here they have these formulas on the wall. And I'm just looking at that. I was like, that's wrong. That's wrong. This thing is over here. This comic book is not supposed to be associated with this comic book. This is stupid. And I just can't rein in. My biggest thing about the Big Bang Theory is like... They're, the jokes they tell, it's it's not like, here, let me tell this insightful joke about Star Trek. The jokes they tell are literally like, Star Trek, right? And then there's a five-minute laugh track. It's like, oh, well, that's, no, you just mentioned a thing. That's not really a, <coughs> there was no joke there. But okay, cool. Some people think that's funny and that's cool. <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah, I had a, uh, it, when I was... In uh, in college, this is almost like that time when Spider Man fought Batman. No, that's that's not. They're not in the same. That never happened. You're you just. I know you just mentioned two things. That's somebody actually proposed that to me: Spider Man versus Batman. Who wins? I said that is the stupidest question ever. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, this was uh that was last. Wednesday. I think it was last Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> and I said it was almost like I wanted to. I, I, you just can't, you don't answer those kind of questions. It's like a Zen master or something. It's like who is asking the question? 
what is the this is there's no answer to this question why are we why are no. we even having this conversation when, when nerds ask you terrible questions like that the best thing to do is give an answer but not want to talk about it because that's all they would like they don't care about the actual answer they just want to have to have a dumb 45 minute conversation about spider-man and batman that's really all they, they don't care about an actual conclusion <laughs> that's so immaterial just say, they just want to talk about dumb superhero stuff for 45 minutes so you just say Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and then just leave it. Oh, but what about? Don't care. <laughs> yeah, I I saw somebody say Hawkeye versus Batman, and uh, <clears throat> people are like, Batman, if he has time to to properly plan beforehand, otherwise it's Hawkeye because you could get him from a distance. And then somebody they just start piling up all this stupid crap, and it's just like, nope. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, and those those are not about some, you know, overarching truth. Those are about having a dumb <laughs> a dumb fight about nerdy stuff, which mm. I can get behind in a lot of cases. Don't don't get me wrong. But if you yeah. want to really infuriate a nerd, that's what you do. Speak in abs- well, speak in absolutes and don't discuss anything. That's what I you know, I that that reminds me of something I was talking to my um to my friend the other day and I'd had forgotten that I had said this, but <clears throat> He was talking about some sort of a discussion he had with his wife where somebody, one of them was unhappy with the other. And I'm not sure how it started, but it doesn't matter, nor does it matter how it finished. But my response was, it's always important when trying to send home a message during uh, discourse and and marital relations to speak in absolutes, such as you always or you never. And he, <laughs> or you're wrong. Yes, and then and so like he brought that up. He was like, I I often think about the marital advice that you gave me, uh, and I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, the point you made about speaking in absolutes, such as you always and you never. And uh, I mean, I said it as a joke, and he takes it as like a uh, sage wisdom passed yeah, down from the ages. Well, it's like sa- yeah, sage wisdom. That is like a satirical sage wisdom. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, do you have any more tidbits? And I just yeah, thought always about go it. to bed angry. <laughs> no, that's what I, I, here's what I said. I said, <laughs> you, make a, you know what I'm talking about. I said, I said, never, I said, never let the sun go down on your wrongness was one of them. <laughs> you can't uh, go to sleep wrong. No, you can't go to sleep wrong. Never go to that's, sleep wrong. That's. <laughs> that's a huge one right there and so i'm sure whenever as he like digests it and lets it age in his belly like like fine wine that um whenever he repeats it to me and i remember it not that he will use m- more you know sparse language that's that's more succinct and uh and and s- sagistic or yeah sagacious that's it <laughs> <laughs> I came across a piece of sage wisdom recently that I thought was really good, and it's it's encouraged me to uh, reduce my swearing uh, in my own life. Yes, and that is uh, profanity is the last bastion of an ignorant motherfucker. <laughs> <fucker. laughs> well, I, I think, like I like that one a lot. <clears throat> I think I've been trying to cut back on what swearing that I do because 
Except whenever it's in, you know, Express, uh, except directly in front of your kids, because they should they ha- they have to learn. They got to learn it. Oh somewhere. yeah, you'd rather they learn it at home than you know out with strangers. Yes, but you know, you know, <clears throat> I I I'll, I'll accept it and I will and I won't resist it whenever it's in um whenever it's in in, in celebration. You know, that that type of swearing is, uh, I'm okay with that. But then you have, but there's a, a certain amount of um, uh, of swearing that's done just by people every day, day in and day out, that is uh, like, it's just a, an expression of resistance to what's happening in life that that makes no uh, difference in towards like the the change that you would rather happen and so like you you're you're expressing you're just like venting and it's like pointless like venting that just is also crude and whatever and so i i, I look at it sometimes like you know i could be trying to channel my energy maybe a little bit better than instead of just like dropping an F-bomb or something like that. And so, I don't know. I just, so you restrict it to stuff you're really proud of. <clears throat> yeah. And like you if, know, you pull, that, if you pull a really good tooth at work, it's like, fucking shit. Yeah, that was... I won't, Yeah, that's not dropping an F-bomb. That's throwing an F like firework into the air and it explodes <laughs> and it's beautiful colors for everybody. Damn it, that was that was incredible. Did you see that? Well, there was a teacher that we Whore's had bicycle. And, I'm excited. <laughs> there was a, a our teacher that we had. She was uh, our histology teacher and she's awesome. And she would always uh, get really excited. It would be eight o'clock in the morning on like a Monday, and she'd be talking about something like. The histological changes in in the different tissue types and genital warts or something like that, and she'd be like, "Is it gross? Damn yes!" And you're like, <laughs> "Wait, that's no. nope. You do, you don't know how to how to cuss words. You forgot how to cuss words." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I I, I give me just, some celebratory uh, swears. Celebratory swears would be like. Uh, I don't know. I like the the F yes and the uh, <clears throat> I like I like damn yes, like the way that Doctor Warren would put it. Um, but let's see, celebratory celebratory cursing would be. Oh, you know what I like saying, What's and that? I, I like I've I've, I've I've I saw my friend say it on Facebook the other day, and I don't I, I say it in context of it being uh, in a pejorative sense and also in in a positive sense. At times, because it means nothing to anybody when you say it, so it just throws everyone off. But if you say that something really scoops your froth, <laughs> it's like, wait, is that? Are um, you saying that it pisses you off, or are you saying that it like gets you going in a deep, strange way? <laughs> Alex, Alex, can I talk to you for a second? Can, you, can can we get can we get real for a second? Can we get close? <clears throat> I'm here. So this scoops my froth thing. You've been saying that a lot. Um, yeah, man. Is that a is that a sex thing? Well, I mean, it, is that like yeah, a is can, that like can a be. Can is be. that like a British haiku? <laughs> well, I mean, it can be a sex thing. It can be a. 
I, I'm really just trying to throw it out there and let the people let the people do with it what they will. Is that like a, can, a is it like a Canadian biplane? <laughs> it's like a hot ham and cheese. <laughs> it's yes. Is that? It's like a McDonald's uh, Mick Gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So the second movie I saw in theaters, no less, this week yeah. is a movie that made me think about you several times, and that movie is okay. Ant Man. because ah! Paul Rudd is so handsome and so charming and so funny. I was like, no, if only dude. these people knew Alex May, they would have cast they would have cast him instead. I want to see that movie so bad. It's I do so bad. There are that I can remember. There are two rough spots. From like a writing, from a scripting standpoint, where it's like, oh, this okay. was poorly written, and they obviously edited a big chunk of the movie out. So it feels, if it's like, it feels awkward because they go from this scene, they go from scene five to scene six, and you can tell there was like three scenes in between that they skipped. Yeah, and also the writing is not so good for anyone who's not Paul Rudd. But uh, the movie, <laughs> like the Paul Rudd's almost the entire movie though. And I, okay. actually, I'll say almost everyone has pretty good writing, except the Pims. The two Pims do not have good writing, but so, uh, it's Hank Pym and his daughter. They don't have good writing, but Paul Rudd uh, does a fantastic job. His friends in the movie are hilarious. The bad guy strikes a pretty good balance of being a, a, a like really likable bad guy, almost a, a like if Tony Stark had gone bad kind of a guy. Instead of good. So it's like, it's still the same likable, boisterous personality that a Tony Stark has, except he's evil. I liked that that guy, that actor was a pretty prominent role in the first season of uh, House of Cards. And he did a really good job in that. And so I, when I saw him as a, uh, in, in Ant-Man, I thought that that was probably going to work out pretty well. Yeah, in Ant-Man, he's like a cross between Tony Stark and Lex Luthor, almost. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good movie. It's hilarious. I recommend it to almost anyone. And Paul Rudd is adorable. Dude, what, so uh, let me tell you about Ezra's experience with uh, so far with watching the previews for um, Ant-Man. He is, uh, e- Ezra's watching the previews with his, the family one night. And I, I'm not there. And... Uh, Tiffany sees it and all the cousins see it right? and everybody sees it together and everybody get all the kids get all jazzed up like, oh, we got to go see this movie. This is going to be awesome because they all got to go see Avengers together. Oh, and so they, you know, that one, it turned out to be pretty good. I mean, hey, they any sort of like language is really mild and uh, the violence is really just like action and if you call it violence when you're tearing a robot in half it kind of is just like it doesn't really sink into you like that that's a, a humanoid so you're teaching you're teaching like your that. children that robots aren't people 
so that their generation will will abuse the 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 first sentient because we're gonna have the first sentient robots coming up once they're about our age. So you're basically <laughs> and teaching, so gonna be like, teaching your children to be robot racists, and they're gonna bring up the Terminator. Robot gener- racists. They're gonna raise the Terminator generation. The robot so plantation owners. That's when it turns. And it's gonna be yeah. It's it, it. I actually I regret that, but um no it, it uh it really was a good uh, actually I don't know. There's a lot worse movies that I could let enter watch than Avengers Two or whatever you want to call it, Age of Ultron. And um, uh, he One loved thing it. That I will say about Ant Man that I liked is there's like the Marvel movies have in general been kind of good about this, but there's like no sex stuff at all. Like it's just not like they managed to tell yeah. a whole story without having any sort of a like like there's no romance in the movie beyond like a schoolyard crush. Really, mm-hmm. which which is really good, and also there's no like sexualized female characters in a in a way. Yeah. There's like strong female character, but it's not like an over sexualized female character, which I think is it's you know refreshing for a movie because even like Minions, the movie I went to see, this animated movie about uh talking Tic Tacs, like the main the main bad guy is a lady, and she's really over sexualized in a weird way, like, like a in really like hourglass way. way, like weird something. Very hourglass way, but also in the way she yeah. talks and interacts with other people, she's like super over sexualized, and like you can make a strong female character without like making them throw their bodies at people. It's it was really yes. strange. So well, whenever uh, the all the. When they're watching, okay, all the kids are watching the Ant-Man trailer. They see the trailer, and everybody gets all super excited, and uh, somebody mentions something about the movie being PG-13. Now, Avengers was PG-13, and it didn't, Ezra didn't give a crap about that, but he knew that that was like an issue or something most of the time, so he understands the rating system uh, whenever he's surfing through uh, Netflix or whatever, and... um, Whenever he's flipping through looking for that NR. Yes. Tiffany's Tiffany's putting him to bed that night, and she's like, you know, Ant-Man looks pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, it looks pretty awesome. I'm excited. I want to see that with Dad or something like that. And uh, she's like, you know, it's PG-13. And he gets like, he puts on this, you know, sort of like rehearsed kind of like attitude that he knows that he's like he he's reached this moment that he's been kind of thinking about and he was like it's okay mom i've heard a lot of holy shits (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness that's what he (laughs) does and he didn't laugh about it He, he there was no humor at all he was like a lot of those. I know. I know what to expect. <laughs> this okay. has been Wizard Opinions, episode thirty. I think. Uh, yeah, something like that. And we're going to both keep it real, and we'll be recording sooner than later. Yeah, we're going to be a lot more consistent now that we have an actual company that we have to keep afloat. Uh, and we'll have everybody with us next time as well. True. Some, somebody with us. We'll have somebody with us. But hey, it was good. It was good to talk to you, Alex, just to have a Jesse and Alex 
Same podcast. to you. Like, yeah. Just like, just we like. We haven't had just the two of us. The original. Podcast in a while. Just the two of us. It's us going, uh, mm, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, for two hours. We'll, we'll, you'll, you will, uh, truncate this, this podcast down to, <laughs> to two the and best half of minutes. my ability. <laughs> yeah. Once I remove all the, all the noise and us going, er, it's going to be about a five minute podcast. It'll be great, though. It'll be like really, like, it'll be like sweet and condensed milk. Be really good. Just the good parts, right? Yeah, you got it. You got it, buddy. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Have fun, man. I'll talk to you later. Later, dude. Bye. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog. The Twitch streams that Kyle and I do. Kyle and I did a two-hour-long Twitch stream of a game called Rocket League, where we played for two hours. Rocket League? Rocket League. It's great. I highly recommend you watch this, Alex. You would dig it. So, the games are five minutes apiece. We played for two hours, and we won once. (laughs) 